need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, wow. Look at me. Happy Valentine's. Can you hear me in my proper mic? I Oh. You sound like you are all up in my ears. Great. It's great. Amazing. So good. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. Happy Galentine's Day. I think that's not true. Oh, I Galentine's. Think, I think Galentine's Day is supposed to be the day before Valentine's Day. I feel, is that a thing? I don't know. I feel like either that or just single women and girls in general have created Galentine's as a replacement to Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, how the fuck are you? Well, I mean, I'm happy that you can hear me properly on my microphone. This is like, makes me V happy to hear. Super happy. Yeah. I'm okay. Did you do anything fun for Valentine's Galentine's? I drank a half a bottle of red wine to the face, made myself a yummy dinner, and watched true crime. And it was amazing. And dance partied to Lizzo's soulmate, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's obvious. It's always going to be a twerk. Mm-hmm. That's like a staple of my life at this point. Mm-hmm. I even talked about it on my Instagram, actually, because I was like, you know, I think a lot of people see people like shaking their ass on like Instagram stories and they're like, okay, they're doing it for the internet, whatever. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. The most important dance parties and the way that I have learned to celebrate movement in my body were the dance parties that happened off off the internet. Mm -hmm. Like we always say, we always say that a lot of the work happens off screen and that's just feeds right into that. I mean, the fact that Rebecca even has any pants on at any point in her life is... (laughs) Rebecca. (laughs) Full government. You went full government name. Wow. It's true, though. I hate pants. She usually likes to dance party in her underwear. So (laughs) the fact that we ever see her. Yeah. (sighs) You're lucky. It's true. What about you guys? We're not like Valentine. We're just those types of people anyways. But uh, not like Valentine's people. Or this is a day that was told by whatever, consumerism, (laughs) to celebrate love. But obviously, we we were together, so that's what's important. And because we're still in pretty strict regulations here, there wasn't really, like, a lot that we could do. So... Yeah, what's that like? (laughs) Yeah, we're in... We're in... (laughs) Living... (laughs) We're in literally full-blown lockdown. Like, there's, there's some restrictions being alleviated this coming week... And I literally looked at Andrew and I said, does that mean I can get my nails done? I just need to know (laughs) if I can get my nails done. Like at this point, how is that the first thing I think of? I'm like, because the only thing we do is go to the grocery store and go to like, I don't know, the pharmacy. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. I'm so far removed from the idea of going to a restaurant that the first thing that I could think of was like, can I get my nails done? Because my cuticles, they look, in, they're, I'm, I'm biting my fingertips off. Like, it's disgusting. <gasps> oh, no. It's so Oh, gross. no. Yeah, she's going to look, my nail ladies. Do they hurt me? Oh, yeah, of course. Totally they hurt, of course. Because I'm, like, biting the skin Ouch. around. My fellow nail biters will understand. 
I know. I'm biting this can't around relate. it because there, it's like dead skin because it's winter. And then you wash your hands so much, which makes your hands even more dry. And you put the moisturizer on. And I'm at the point where I have bitten my cuticle so much that the moisturizer burns them. Don't know how we got here, everyone. But here we are. So <laughs> cuticles. Cuticle talk. <laughs> anyway. Well, we do have a new review this week. We do have a new review this week. Do you want to read it or would you like me to read it? Um, you're going to read it. Okay. Hold on one second. <laughs> Please hold. Because I don't have it up. Cue elevator music, Malin. A few moments later. Okay. So our new review of the week uh, comes in from Rose 310 And she says... Guys, and this is how I say it that way because she put an exclamation point after guys, and that's how I read it. Like, guys, please listen to these real gals. You will laugh, you will think, and you will feel good in your skin. When they said your tombstone won't say your size, your weight, or anything about that, so why are you stressing about that? Trust me. Listen, and you will understand. Thank you, girls. I love that. Thank you also for the five-star rating. You guys, that helps us so much. Oh, that's um, awesome. And I just feel like that was, I like how she said, you will think and you will feel good. Because we. I, I don't want it to be just like, we don't want it to be those fleeting, you know, you listen to it and then you don't think about it again. It felt good in the moment. Um, it, we want it to stick somewhere. And we're yeah. probably going to repeat ourselves enough that hopefully it will stick, right? <laughs> yeah. And just a reminder, like we are here to empower, entertain, and educate, you know, I mean, Becca and I are here to to do all three of those things, and love a good alliteration. <laughs> love a good alliteration. The teacher in her is like, <laughs> but I love that. There's going to be some weeks and some episodes that are heavy on the educate and like light on the entertainment and heavy on the empower because we're going to hop on our soapboxes and have a lot to say about something or other and maybe like not so heavy on the entertain but that's the point right that is the point mm -hmm. Absolutely. there's going to be some things that we are going to be fired the fuck up to talk about today today is one of those examples i feel <laughs> and we want that for you so thank you thank you for that review that was awesome and yes like becca said yes any any review anything any feedback whether it's a review, or you guys just want to hear us talk about something, Becca and I will never turn down an opportunity to shoot the shit. So, please. Ooh! <laughs> please. There's nothing else I'd rather shoot besides the shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, love it. So, this week, any of y'all who follow me on Instagram... You'll know that the last, the last part of this week was just something that I had been emotionally preparing for, but it's one of those things that you're never going to be ready for. And my favorite part of this week was I genuinely felt like I was falling apart at the seams and I had this massive wave of support from the interwebs, which I know so many humans have so many bad things to say about the internet. And, and I get it, but it's like anything else. It's literally what you make it. And for me, this week, my poor little 
ginger cat who got diagnosed with lung cancer back in the summertime and we've been giving him his chemo treatments and he's honestly been great and and honestly so so energetic and nothing changed in him he literally was having extreme difficulties breathing on Thursday night and Andrew and I just looked at each other and we were like let's give him his little puffer cuz he also has asthma I was messaging Becca like I sent her videos and he was in clear distress and we put him in the car and we took him to the vet and y'all, I have never had to put down a pet in my life and I was prepared to do that with Axel. I was prepared to pay attention as a good fur mama would and be like, okay, he looks like he's suffering. And you know, we were, we were on our way to the vet so that we could ask them like, what's going on? You know, does he need to have, do we need to give him an oxygen mask? Do we need to, what happens here, right? We just need to know the next step. I just knew he just didn't look right and there was nothing we could do at home. And he passed away on the way to the friggin' vet. Like, I heard him take his last breath and I'll never, ever forget that in my life. And Mm, it was one of those things where, you know, I was preparing for it and all that and we've invested so much in making him feel comfortable and all that stuff. But in that moment, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to show up, you know, for life. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to tell the world that that just happened. And he's been with me for 12 years. Like, my cats have been with me for 12 years. They've seen me through. They've they've moved with me. They've been there as, like, my cuddle buddies while I cried, while I lost my best friend, while I've been through terrible breakups, while I've left jobs. Like, they have been there, you know? And... Mm-hmm. Now, poor Toby is really lonely, and I'm like, I'm just like so sad for him. But in all of this, this still goes to say, which I know is a roundabout way of saying, that my my peak of this week was actually a result of a negative thing that happened to me, which is pretty amazing mm-hmm. that I'm at a place in my life where I could flip it like that. Like Becca always says, like flip the script. Did something happen to me that was terrible? Of Yes, of course. Am I in like total grief mode? Yeah. Yesterday I was deferrizing. That's right. Deferrizing. Yes. <laughs> All of my sweaters. And like he was a friggin' ginger cat with very, very short hair. He's short haired ginger. His hair is like needles, you know, like if you like sit on something and it has acne <laughs> yeah. hair, it's like so painful. And I'm just like cleaning, you know, putting the laundry away. And I just, you start crying, right? You just find a puddle of his hair mm-hmm. and you're like, it, that's going to keep happening. But it's been so mm-hmm. nice. You know, whether it's people from, there's people that are pet owners that get it. We get it. Pet people get it. But then it's been so cool for people that don't have pets to be like, oh, AMQ, we've seen you share your journey about Axel. Because I have. I've been super open about yeah. all the treatments and what we've done and how we've taken care of him and all that. And it's just been really nice. So that was my... Yeah, of the week. I wasn't gonna come out. The, I wasn't even gonna have a peak of the week. But you know what? There it is. Making a negative a positive, and giving the space for both of them. I think you did a really nice job of because, although yes, it is. You know, it's it's nice that you can acknowledge that online community, especially in a time where support seems so far and seems so much in the distance. So to have that be the forefront and allowing the grief, but also allowing the um, support and acknowledging that and not, you know, pushing it away or, you know, it's so easy for us to go down that black hole of, I can't see my people. I can't distract myself from this grief. I can't do this. I can't do that. But instead being like, oh, I'm leaning back into that 
community, which, like you said, so many people can say what they will about the internet, but it is really where your focus goes, your energy flows. So when your timeline is filled with love instead of complaining and bitching, um, it kind of comes back when you need it because you've built that, you know? So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how to go off of that, AMQ. Oh, God, it's really heavy. Wow. Um, because my... F- <laughs> you don't have to have a peak of the week, okay? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, just because mine is very is a lot lighter. Oh, okay, got <laughs> it's it. It's great. Got it. So I went for it. I got, I've been thinking about getting hand-tied extensions yes. for a long time. I'm, like, playing with my hair. But I would always go back and forth because, you know what? I was like, can I, like, it's just your whole routine changes. You know when, like, you get your your set routine for the week? But I got to plug my ladies at Sync Salon in Westchester for their hand-tied beauties. Kara and Bella do a beautiful job. Um and they're great. They're a lot, they're, they were, it's kind of un- intimidating to like, oh, how am I going to manage this? But I love them. I highly recommend them if anyone's been thinking about it. It's a good investment. And yeah, what, glam yourself. Glam yourself. Like, your head must feel so much heavier, right? Like I've never had extensions in my life. So I don't know. Yeah, it did it first. The first four days, I was like, oh God, what did I do? Because my scalp has to adjust. Yeah. But now that, now that, now it feels fine. I don't even notice anymore. I love them. It's my fave. It looks fabulous. Thanks. And now I'm back. I'm bad bitch for redemption round. No. I'm back for redemption. Not back yet. You want to know why? Because I realized that somehow, some way. Let's say what I did for Valentine's Day. Did we interrupt each other? Oh. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What did you do for Valentine's Day, AMQ? (laughs) I don't know. Wait. Did did I black out? No. I don't think I did. I don't think I said anything. Okay, go for it. What did you do for Valentine's Day? Share with the class. We have it figured out. Totally. FIO. Okay, so so we decided because, oh, I distracted myself with cuticle talk. Fucking cuticles, man. Okay, this is what happened. Jesus Christ. I was like, okay, so we can't go anywhere. And the day before, we had gone on a hike, and we came back with frozen faces. So we were like, listen, since it hurts, since we live in a place where the cold hurts our face, today is not the day to go on a hike. So we decided to get in the car and drive 30 minutes out to my fave vegan, gluten-free, peanut-free bake shop, okay? So it's 30 minutes away from where I live, and they are incredible. They're Kelly's Bake Shop. Any of my local peeps to the Toronto area know exactly what I'm talking about because they're, like, famous around here. And we drove there. And I, you know, I did a pre-order and it was adorable. It was like they, all these cute little Valentine's Day-esque themed cupcakes. But Luna loves car rides and the car ride was enough for her. But I was like, I have never gotten her a pup cake, which made me feel like a really bad mom because she's been alive for three plus years. She's never experienced a pup cake in her life. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to get her a pup cake. Best idea ever. Like, she was so happy. She's, I have a few frozen because I was like, this is for when you're a good girl. She's always a good girl, but when she's an especially good girl. <laughs> she's an especially good girl. Birthdays. Birthdays. Yeah, holidays. When she, like, doesn't bark at the boy outside who runs up and down the hall like a crazy child. <laughs> but Aww. it was so fun. And we did, that was literally all we did. I'm not even kidding. 
We got there. We were like, do you want to walk on the waterfront? We looked outside. We looked at the temperature. We were like, no. We literally got in our car. We drove there. We got our cupcakes. We came back. Andrew really wanted to eat them. And I said, no, Andrew. We have to take a photo of them. Okay? You can't eat them yet. That's what we did. We took a nice little photo. That's great. We ate them. And that's it. Nice little Valentine's. Smashed the three cupcakes. Ask me how much guilt I had. Zero guilt. Zero. Because I don't attach feelings to food anymore. And that's that. Yes. That's what I did. To and they were vegan. And they were vegan and nut free, which is huge for Andrew. It's like super hard to find anything where, like it's, it's super hard to find a bakery where they can say like, yep, you know, our batter hasn't touched peanuts. Like it's just not a very common thing. So especially. Hopefully your whole Valentine's Day. <laughs> Won't be nut free. (laughs) I had to. I had to. I saw her face. I saw her face. And I was like, I know this. I know this face. (laughs) I know this face. I knew exactly what she was going to say. Sicko. Anyways. Well, that sounds lovely. And I'm glad you guys got to enjoy. You're fired up for this now. Okay. I'm so back. I'm going to get this. Okay. I was still really pissed about two truths and a lie. Mostly because the lie was your height. And that's just bullshit that I didn't get it. So I'm back for a redemption round before we get to talking about framing Britney, which is going to be our whole episode because there's a lot to break down in society on this one. So, okay, am I going first or are you? No, well, I clearly think that you're, you need to go, you're very fired up about this, okay? You're so fired up that I'm not even saying V. Very. I'm using the full (laughs) word. All four letters. Full word. Okay. Here are my three. Good luck guessing which one's the lie. I can't stand when people pay with exact change. My favorite animal is a leopard, and I have a fear of whales. Which one is the lie? I 100%. I hundo P can see you being pissed at the grocery store when people have like 9,000 pennies out. (laughs) So that's definitely a truth. We also, fun fact, not take away from two truths and a lie. But we don't have pennies in Canada anymore. Don't know if you know that. But we haven't had pennies in years. So we don't have that problem. Your money but looks fake because it it's colorful. It, it looks like a Crayola marker. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> okay, so I think that's a truth. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see your favorite animal being a leopard. I think you like leopard print. I, I, know, I, don't, I don't think your favorite animal is a leopard. It's like. Final answer? I feel like you would have to have time with a leopard to know that that is your favorite animal. <laughs> so you think that I'm, I have a fear of whales then? I feel like you're so weird that you would have a fear of whales. <laughs> like, you, you don't even live close to water, but you would be afraid of whales. You know what I mean? There's I'm no only reason. an hour. An hour. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I'm sorry. Are you going to go to the Jersey Shaw? And freak out a whale. A what beluga. was that accent? I don't know. Oh my god! You just insulted. You just insulted everyone in the Jersey Shore with that accent. The fuck? Okay. So final answer. You think my favorite animal is not a leopard? Is that where we're going? I think your lie is that your favorite animal right. is a leopard. Yeah. Well, fuck you because you're right. My favorite. Animal <laughs> is <a> also <laughs> weird. See, I have I have a freaking bone to pick with people that say. That their favorite animal is something like ridiculous. Like, my favorite animal is Why? an eagle. It's like, how is that your favorite animal? Have you spent time with a lion before? Have you been like, they're Whoa. powerful? Okay. 
I guess I think of animals almost as people. So I'm like, oh, you have to like spend time with them to Why, your okay, favorite. What's your favorite animal? What animal have you hung out with that's your favorite animal? <laughs> Go ahead. It's going to be a fucking parakeet or some shit. Because what, like, are you like AMQ at the zoo? Where you just like have experience with all these animals? <laughs> AMQ goes to the oh zoo. <laughs> that could totally be. Oh my gosh, and we get to be, we can be together in real life again? Again. Yeah. Really in general. Again. Ever. Ever. We could do like, totally, we have to do an episode of AMQ at the zoo with me with my backpack yeah. and my top pony. Becca and AMQ go to the zoo. We're going to wear backpacks, half up high ponies. And it's just going to be a vlogging adventure for everybody. Dorothy's for <laughs> S. Yep. Yep. Vamos. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. 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 Your turn. I can't wait to win. Oh. I can't wait to win. I can't wait so help me God, if if I lose, I'm going to be so oh. upset. I'm dying. Okay. That was so good. Okay. I got this. Ooh. I got this. All right. I've camped in the snow at the top of a mountain on Christmas Eve. I've been paragliding. Very specific. <laughs> Very specific. Details. Fuck. I've been paragliding. I've been plant-based for four years. Fuck me. Sips. Fuck me, man. Busy water. Times, timelines make me nervous. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first thing you definitely did, because you did it with Andrew... And that was like a memory. I feel like that you've told me, mm-hmm. but maybe right. it wasn't on Christmas Eve because you're so. Sp- oh, okay, no, okay, you, okay. You got it. I'm giving. I'm. I'm giving you that. There you go. Oh that, that's the truth. I am clenching my butt cheeks out of nerves right now. Wait. So paragliding. Wait. Which one's paragliding? Is that when you hang on, like yeah. fucking Superwoman? Yeah. Like you kind of. You look like you're that on, shit. You kind of look like like you're on a paper plane, like a you know the paper planes that you sent to people like in notes in class. Oh my God. But I feel like you've been plant-based for three years, not four. Like, I think that that, that, that timeline is what's making me question life. And I feel like you, you do things like Dora the Explorer. So like paragliding isn't completely irrational. Mm, Okay. Plant-based is the lie. Final answer. You're right. The timeline is the lie. Yes. Redemption is mine. I've been plant-based for three years as of this past year. Yes. I've also probably mentioned that on the show already, so I feel like if you got that wrong, it would have been bad. Fuck yeah, suck yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. I was sweating for you. Do you have sweaty pits right now? I get pit stains. (laughs) (laughs) Passionate. Pit stain passionate. What was that hashtag? hashtag, Oh, yeah. I'm creating a new hashtag, everyone. It's hashtag pit stain passionate. If the shit that you do in your life doesn't make you pit stain passionate, you're doing it wrong, in my personal opinion. That's neither here nor there. Yours is pit stain passionate, and I say if it makes your butthole tight, do it. <laughs> like that's our both of our that's both of our things. I say all the time, if it makes you clench your butthole and nerves, you need to go for it because it means you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. So pit stains and buttholes, let's get it. All right, let's talk about why we're really here, Amanda. Oh, we're moving I'm, on. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we're moving on. Framing Britney has been Britney Spears' documentary that is the hot topic recently in the media, on the social meds machines, for many, many reasons. And as soon as I started watching it, I messaged AMQ and I was like, I'm taking notes, bitch. This is nuts. 
Yep. What was your initial reaction to it? It's so interesting because I think our generation, so you and I, because we grew up with Britney, I was really, when Mm -hmm. I was watching it, I was like, I don't know why my first thought was, wonder what it would be like to watch this as someone not in my age group. That was actually what my first thought was, which is so weird. I don't know why I would be thinking that way, but I was like, I was, I thought that and I immediately flipped back to like, okay, it's super awesome that, that I'm going to, I'm about to watch, I was preparing myself to watch clips again that I had seen growing mm-hmm. up, right? So when she did her, when they did sure didn't, lines so. of stuff, I remember, I remember, you mm-hmm. know, all of those scandals. And then it, it was so interesting. It like took me back to where I was in my life at that time. And then just when I was like, oh, and the other things that were happening in the world were this, then they started talking about the other things that were happening in the world at that time, which was super, super cool. So my first thought was, I don't even know. I messaged Becca after I watched it and I literally said I didn't know how to feel. Yeah. Right at the beginning when I started watching it, I was like, within five minutes, I was like, I just, I just don't know how to feel. You want to know why? Five minutes in, I didn't know how to feel. You're on one. Go for it. <laughs> because they posted on the screen the freaking definition of conservatorship. And I was like... Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't even know that was a thing. I think I kind of knew, but I didn't understand the the rules behind it. But it still doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So, okay. My first thought was, I wonder if we would have caught on or it would have been stopped if this circumstance happened now. Like if we were watching it from my age and I was watching this happen now in 2021, mm-hmm. if it would have been red flags would have come up earlier. For example, Justin Timberlake, who before he made his apology, I was very upset with. Like we were in an emotion, like we were in an argument. And he didn't even know it. Um, yeah. But like the things about his music video and all, we're gonna unpack it. We're gonna unpack it. Um, yeah. What, was there something first? Was there anything first that stuck out in here? Because you know I got notes. So what was the first thing that you were like your WTF moment? The first thing that you have written down, I wonder if it's the same. And it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be like chronological of my, like it could be like further down in the music, in, in the music, in the, in the movie. Well, like okay. Be. I don't know. Cause it wasn't, I don't know. I didn't have, I didn't really have like WTF moments until the middle because I felt like we were learning. They were setting us up really well for like, this is what a conservatorship is. This is how Brittany grew up. This is how she started being put out in the media. Can I go first then? You go. The first thing was when they were showing clips of the interviews in the beginning where they showed like her first rise to fame and she was first, you know, she was a child. She was a teenager and um, and an interviewer, male or female, says, let's talk about your breasts. I wanted to throw, I wanted to break my TV in half because that is disgusting. It is a disgusting from a journalist standpoint because you look like a gross, sick, sick individual for commenting on a young woman's breasts on screen um, or at all, even if it was off screen, none of your business. Why is that a focus point? Um, and I just feel like those interviews and the, and the journalists and the way that, that they were speaking with her kind of like set her up for what transpired after that like no one cared no one cared and I think that that right there is a testament to society what 
even back then, thriving off of scandal and bodies and, you know, what a body looks like or what somebody does with their body, asking her if she's a virgin, asking her all these things. Completely, I don't think those things would be asked now. No, there's no way. I don't think, I mean, we'll never know, but I do not see a leading question being, are you a virgin? When there is a girl sitting with a bunch of paparazzi around her. I, I, I just don't see that being a thing in 2021. I just, I, I don't know how that mm-hmm. could be a thing. Even in, it was in a sit down interview, sit down interview. They sit said, so interview. are you still a virgin? Yeah. Oh my God. That, that also fed into the whole like JT thing. But for me, I, as a, as a former journalist myself with training <laughs> and I went to university for it, It was so hard to watch those interviews and see them as journalism, like you're saying, because it's not, Mm. right? It's, it's just prop, it's propaganda. And it's, 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 you could tell that she was being, poor thing, she was like a bear that was being poked. You could tell that it was like, Mm -hmm. poke, 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 poke. And, and there was a, a certain interview where she was like, ew, Ew, that's so gross that someone would say that. Diane Sawyer, yeah. Yeah, and and it's interesting because they did a really great job of kind of revving up her clips to that point where a lot of the interview clips, you could tell she would just kind of be taken aback, right? They'd ask a question, she'd be taken aback. She'd kind of giggle. She'd sort of be a little demure about it all. But then with that interview with Diane Sawyer, when she was like, gross, that's gross. I almost feel like that was the beginning of her Mm -hmm. really sticking up for herself because you do you or trying to to, yeah or trying yeah Yeah. you'd have to hit a point where you're just like what come on you Mm -hmm. know can we just talk about my music that's that's the crazy thing is that in none of this documentary was there really any talk about her being a freaking really talented human being who happens to be female during an era where the boy band was the shit. Like, that was what was running the world, was boy bands at that time. And so for her to show up like that and be as successful as she was, that's what should have been getting the focus, not her boobs, you know? Or her sexual activity or or any of the sort or what she does with any of it. Because she was, you know, the Christina Aguilera, the Britney Spears, the Beyonce, like all the iconic women in entertainment. And none of that, or like the artistic... Um, journey was focused on. Hold on, I'm gonna kick him out. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. <laughs> A few moments later. All right. So yes, I and I just think that this was. I mean, and again, maybe it's because it's our generation, but mm. this seemed to be the people. I mean, these are the entertainers that we looked up to and we listened to and we still love. Yep. And the fact that. When we see people that we look up to in the industry being talked about, having their body be the first thing that they're talked about, or just sexualizing everything, being the first thing that they talk about, that's what we think is the first forefront, most important thing. Society then builds off of that, and the importance is no longer on the love of the craft or anything besides, you know, sex sells. So what your body looks like and sexual you know, it's just sexualizing everything. 
And like you said, she was like, it was like poking a bear and poking a bear. And then when they got to that point in the Diane Sawyer interview, who I was disappointed in Mrs. Sawyer <laughs> on that one. You know, like, because when she says like, oh, look at the, listen to this woman say that if she had the opportunity, she would shoot you. And that was when Britney had said, um, ew, ew, yeah. ew. And then she really breaks down. Like Don't in what him. purpose, like you, the industry and society was literally breaking her down. And it's almost like she didn't even have a chance because no one was in her corner. She was not able to be in her own corner because she's told that she has to act a certain way, like say certain things and whatnot. And then the Justin Timberlake music video comes out after their breakup and completely objectifies her and, and making her seem like this whore and a cheater. The girl in the video looks like, and I do remember that being a scam. Oh my gosh. That the Don't girl you, in the like, video. I remember. Yeah. I, I was the girl who would buy... I full disclosure, like I bought those teeny bopper magazines, and so I was reading. Them. Oh yeah. The reason the reason is is that listen, I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there. I knew there had to be a reason why I was a Baxter Boys fan over an NSYNC fan. <laughs> oh my god! And this really validated my love for BSB over NSYNC. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. But okay. I remember. <laughs> That's right. I went there. That's fair. But I remember, I remember that video because we also, another crazy thing is that we grew up in a generation of MTV and music videos. Yo, who watches music videos anymore? I don't know. TRL. Music video. Yeah. I don't know what the music video for like Lizzo's soulmate is. Does she have one? I don't know. I literally don't know because we don't watch them anymore because it's just Mm -hmm. not the way of the world. I'm sure it exists. I just don't know what it is. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But so, like you would come home from school in time for TRL with yes. Carson Daly. Like that was, yes. that was where we, yeah. And I remember seeing that video and I remember because I was, I danced and that was like the, you know, the era of Britney Spears. And so we had so many dance routines that were Britney, you know, oops, I did it again. Ugh, classic. Like we totally did all that. And I remember seeing that music video and when you're a kid or when you love a celebrity of any kind <laughs> or just love, idolize a human of any kind, anytime that they're attacked, you feel personally attacked. And I remember watching that video. Keep in mind, Backstreet Boys fan, right? The anti-NSYNC. So I already had my guard up. I was like, JT. And then I watched the video and was like, oh. She looks like Britney. Like, I knew. I was a kid. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I remember feeling so... I remember literally watching watching those clips back in the documentary being like, wow, I remember how upset I was. I went to my dance class that week, and I remember having, like, a whole conversation around it. How nuts is mm-hmm. that? You know? Mm-hmm. I knew it was wrong back then. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that also was where the control of the narrative was on the man. Justin and his and his camp had control of the narrative, which once again, society is showing women and girls that their narrative, they need to stay quiet, just stay quiet and it'll go away. And I I love that that's no longer becoming the norm. But I think that it's just like these are these little things that in the past we don't realize it maybe. But look at what it created of across the board of our world that we grew up in, that if women are quiet and the men control the narrative and your narrative doesn't matter and you're just a bitch or annoying if you speak up for yourself. And this feeds into that 
and just so strongly that it was making me so fired up. Um, because, you know, you don't think it was that aha moment where I was like, wow, this is somebody who in my eyes as a, as a little girl seemed so powerful, but watching it back as a, as a woman, her power was completely taken away. And it just was like, wow, like if we thought that that was normal, of course we grew up thinking we had to do these things and look these ways. And it just like really sets you up for what your belief system is. And you don't even realize it's happening until hindsight, you're an adult looking back. And just like, and then we got into, and then it got, it got into um, the 2007 Britney, or wait, was it 2007 when she shaved her head? Uh, she got back on tour in 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2007 that she shaved. Yeah. Her head. And just like her, of course, if you have people, it was making me so angst and so tense watching these adults and these grown men with cameras in her oh, face just at all times. And she had to like try and keep her composure. And the biggest thing was that she spoke multiple times in interviews saying, I was so scared. So I just got out mm. as fast as I could. They wouldn't leave me alone. They weren't listening to her when she was saying no. I could repeat myself 10,000 times throughout all, all of this, but just that not heard when you're saying, when someone says no and how they are just, it's the tabloids in itself are just a male filled uh, industry and profession. But this, the focus not being on mental health because it wasn't spoken on as much that when that happened, it was more scandalous and funny. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've shared some memes of like, this is where I'm at, like emotionally, like it's just a joke. And I felt guilty watching it back because that should have never been made into a joke. And it was obviously a cry for help. It was obviously a testament to where she was mentally. And it was just fed on for money. It was a, like a monetary thing that they thrived off of instead of her. If she got the help that she needed then in the way that she needed it then and the respect was given to it, maybe it wouldn't be where it is now. But instead, I mean, even her own people, like her own father was thriving off of that yep. for this conservative sh conservatorship. Um, I mess up that word every single time I say it. Me too. But, but it's true. Like oh. the, these people around her were not everyone. Okay. So Felicia, I love that that was her name, her assistant. <laughs> yes. I love that that was her Same. name. Made me so Love. Happy. Yes. I was like, hi, Felicia. No, you can stay. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't this say Felicia bye to never has... Yeah, yeah, we're not saying bye to that Felicia. No, that Felicia was, she did her best, you know? But again, absolutely, she's a woman who is her assistant and who, mm -hmm. who was by her side, but she was also a woman who you could tell was silenced. Remember when she talked about how Britney went back on tour in 2009 and she was relegated to being a backstage um, tour giver? Yes. She wasn't even allowed to be with Britney during interviews and stuff anymore. And it's like, wow, like talk about taking away the power. It blew my mind. So mm. something that I had to pull up. So for those of us diehard Britney fans, <laughs> I like <laughs> loved Britney. Like I loved yes. Britney. I knew all of the lyrics, all that stuff. So I remember thinking when there was that, the clip of her with her little son, Sean, I believe it is, um, on her lap while she was driving. And she was like, the reason I did that was just the, the paparazzi wasn't leaving me alone. I just needed to get out of there. I was, I was scared for my kid. And like you said, she wasn't heard. She didn't feel heard. And I remember thinking to myself, like Becca just said, I used to look at Britney and think, 
she was untouchable. Like she was some larger than life, yes. amazing human being. And all along she's going through this stuff. And I thought to myself, wow, how lonely would that be? Right? We look at celebrities and they're like, we're like, they have it all. Look at their bod. They have personal stylists and a personal trainer and a personal chef and a personal, 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 whatever. But it doesn't matter <laughs> because no. that doesn't mean they're not lonely. And then I remembered. So her song, Lucky, I'm going to try really hard to read the, <laughs> read the lyrics without making it a song because I'm not Britney. So I ain't going to sound like Britney, okay? But... Her song, Lucky, her chorus is, she's so lucky, she's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in her lonely heart, thinking, if there's nothing missing in my life, then why do these tears come at night? And like, I'm like, how am I getting emotional reading that? But that's like exactly what we watched. Again, a cry for help. That's exactly yep. what we watched on that documentary. I was like, oh my. Yep. And it, it was like the the chorus of that song came into my head as I was watching that scene in the documentary. And I was just like, again, I think that there is a lot to be said for the fact that people who grew up with Britney would have a totally different experience watching this documentary than somebody who maybe didn't. But that was the coolest yes. part about, about watching this is that being, I was so connected mm -hmm. to it and I was like glued to my TV. I felt like, my younger self on Saturday mornings watching cartoons. Like I was glued to my laptop watching this. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating, but also heartbreaking all at the same time. The point I want to make is that, and this is a, a bigger blanket statement that you and I both talk about and will always talk about, is that it's it's all about the stuff that happens behind the screen. It's all about the work mm -hmm. that happens behind the screen. You do not know what somebody is going through. And that is why you have to show up or do your very best. I'm never going to tell somebody how to show up for their life, but do your very mm -hmm. best to come from a place of kindness and compassion because nobody did that for her. Nobody did that no. for her. And think about if they had, if things had been different for Brittany, there's a lot of things that could have potentially changed as a result. There's a lot of trickle-down effect of this all happening to Britney, and she's not the only one. I'm anticipating a lot of documentaries coming as a result of this, like spin-offs of Britney's story, because we need to hear it. And in even the epitome of what we've been saying, her voice is still not heard. Still you did not, not hear her voice in that documentary because because now she's in a legal situation where she cannot. And could you? Ju and I also could not stop thinking about this. Could you imagine, right? If your life in your younger years was under a microscope, and every move you make and decision you did, and every anything you said in the public was scrutinized and was blasted all over. Oh, I can't imagine. Becca, we didn't even have Facebook in high school. We didn't even have I, Facebook in high school. I know. We didn't even have I know that your life could have been documented. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was like but, came right at the end of high school. It came yeah. right at the end. But but no, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine every part of my life uh -huh. being scrutinized. How do you get to know who you are if everything you do, you're like, you're being told, oh, yeah, just do that a little bit different. I, I I just or not even every move you make, but like quite literally the lowest points. When you think about your own when your own life and the lowest points that you felt were blasted on the media, the lowest points in which you needed help so desperately were made into a joke. And I just cannot 
imagine the effects that that has on somebody's life, let alone their mental health. And I love that we are, are being more, we're unstigmatizing talking about mental health, but she really, she needed, and of course, I don't know if, if environmentally, I mean, I do know environmentally, if things were different for her, maybe this wouldn't, this definitely wouldn't have been such so big of an issue. Like, of course you're going to hit an umbrella, somebody's car with an umbrella who isn't taking no for an answer is blatantly saying, I don't want to be touched anymore. Just leave me alone. And is going to respond and defend yourself. Of course, of course. And instead it was made into her being an animal. But the opportunity, it was, again, I'm going to go back to this. The bear was poked on purpose. The paparazzi knew that in doing that, it would set her off because a human being can only handle so much. And they did it on purpose so that they could get the shot that would make them millions. They said it in the documentary. Yep, I got the quote. I wanted to quote this because I I was infuriated. It says, it ended up, the night that she shaved her head and the night that she hit the car with the umbrella over and over again, it ended up being a good night because it was the money shot. Unbelievable. Someone struggling is never considered a good night. Seeing somebody at their lowest point is never the money shot. And the other quote was that he that, that same uh, paparazzi or whatever the fuck he is said there was too much money to be made off her suffering. So I was no just one say that. Yep. So no one was talking about her mental health. Nobody. And Anderson Cooper, love, love Anderson Cooper, and he justified my love for him by saying like we can't just leave her alone and let her live her life. Like why can't we just leave Britney? alone. That's a journalist right there. Shout out Anderson Cooper, claps and snaps. Like when I saw him, I was like, yes, yes. But there's, that could be a whole other thing, but there is, there is a strong, I believe, I believe this is my belief that there is a strong reason why he said that and Mm -hmm. spoke in the way that he did because he has been the punchline of a lot of jokes, of a lot of comments, of a lot of chastising in the media. So somebody like that you either do develop a backbone or you crumble, you know? And and he's an example, I guess, of somebody who has developed a backbone and he's used his platform to help other people, you know? And the Free Britney movement, some of us might look, I remember, I remember when it started being like really confused, you know? I was like, so wait, mm-hmm. you're telling me that like these fans are genuinely, they're like, I don't know, marching in the streets and holding up signs and there's a legitimate free Britney movement. I didn't understand it. No. Now I no. get it. Like, no, no. Cause like it's real. Like it, it, it's, she quite literally is, she's literally in jail in her own life. Like she can't, she can't make decisions. She went and did a residency in Las Vegas, was making money oh. and couldn't Get that money. I mean, I would have walked right down that catwalk and walked right into my limo too, knowing that I can't actually collect what I'm working for. Yeah. And she wasn't allowed to speak about it. She wasn't even allowed to talk. Nope. And that was when she like, she checked out after that. Um, So yeah, let's just dive a little bit more into this conservatorship because it's essentially someone who is for those of you who have not watched the documentary yet. It's essentially someone who takes control of your entire life and your finances. And for Brittany, it was her father. And the thing is she didn't, she never admitted. She didn't think she needed it, but again, her voice was not heard. So if you have to sign this document as, I mean, I am not a God willing someday I will be a mother, 
But if I had to sign a document in order to even see my children, of course I'm going to sign it. And of course I'm going to do anything I can. Mm. But when the lawyer is speaking and saying that they've never seen anyone be able to successfully get rid of a conservatorship, that is a, essentially a life sentence that you're giving yourself. Of course you don't know that at the time because you just want to, there's nothing else that matters. Nothing else that matters. Of course the driving force being that she had to do that to see her children and her lawyer saying that she seems completely competent to make her own decisions and speak her own mind and speak for her behalf. And again, mm-hmm. who we believe? We believe the men. We believe the father saying that absolutely not. And so that lawyer was fired. And time and time again, he just kept saying, um, and she, I think the quote was, if I wasn't under the restraints that I'm under with all the yeah. lawyer and doctors and people analyzing me every day, I would feel so liberated and like myself. When I tell people how I feel, they, are li- they aren't listening and they hear what they want to hear and not how I really feel. Those are her, do- she was speaking about her doctors. So even her own doctors were saying, like her handlers were saying, um, you know, they, they hear what they want to hear. Uh, her narrative is never the truth, and she's being told what her truth is. I cannot imagine, and I just, I still have hope, I think, that someday she'll get to speak her her truth, and she'll get to, I mean, I hope, I don't know, the system is so royally fucked. Well, what about, because honestly, okay, I had a little moment where I was going to text Becca during this, but I was like, no, no, I'll just talk about it on the pod, but... Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, I know she's watching and I haven't heard anything. So she's either really into it. <laughs> yeah, I was totally, I'm telling you like, like Saturday morning cartoons as a 10 year old, like I was like in it. I was like, I might as well have just like been in the laptop. <laughs> like I was so into it. Andrew was trying to talk to me. I was like, stop, Brittany's on. He was like, oh. <laughs> this is important. This is hilarious. This is very, I am doing research. <laughs> like, okay. God damn it, um, Andrew. <laughs> but I got so excited when, oh my gosh, when, now I'm not, I should have written their names down, but when the I know, two I didn't gals either. I was bad from, Brit, from Britney's Graham, the podcast popped up <gasps> and they were interviewed. Okay, guys, this had Boo Crew. Just take a moment, okay? Just take a moment as someone who is, we are, we are currently, we are, we are podcasters. There's just, we are, we have a podcast, we're podcasters. It's really hard for me to wrap my head around that, but we are, we are podcasters. Yeah. And listening to them talk about how them making a freaking podcast called Britney's Graham. And the, the point of that podcast was to give her a voice, was to literally turn up the volume on the things that people aren't talking about. Hello, what we want to do. I got so yeah. excited because I was like, look at this. Look at this right here. The power of a platform like a podcast, you know? And it created so much conversation. And they were talking about the conversation it was creating. And they were they were getting noticed, which helped get her situation noticed. And that is what it's all about. It's literally, it's ruffling the feathers. It's like shaking the palm tree till the coconut comes out. Like it's doing those types of things that help because I remember them saying they released the podcast on a Monday night and by the next Tuesday morning, it was everywhere. It was all over the place. And I was like, oh, like I literally wrote down the power of the pod with like a bunch of exclamation marks because I got so excited. And that started, everyone ready for this? 
That freaking podcast started the hashtag free Britney movement. A podcast, guys, a podcast. And it gave her a voice when she can't speak. And that made me so, so happy because if you can't be the one to speak, then lean in to the people who can speak for you or who can build that confidence to a point where you can finally speak. In her situation, she's stuck. She literally can't speak out. But it, but it has a bigger meaning, right? Like I'm all about you know, the metaphors and what it represents. And I just got so, I'm just like, I know I'm really fired up about the podcasting, but podcasts have so much power. Speaking up for what you believe in has so much power. These two girls are just besties who are entertainment junkies. And they were like, let's shoot the shit and like talk about Britney's gram. And then in doing so, they realized, oh shit, there's all these subliminal messages in her posts. I still think that that's even though she says I'm okay, she never really says no. She never really says, no, these aren't secret messages. She just says I'm okay, which in and of itself, I know sometimes I roll my eyes at conspiracy theorists, but yeah. I don't know if this is this falls under that category because the yellow shirt, like wear a yellow shirt in your next post if you need help and she wore a yellow shirt. There's no way, well, I mean, there's a way, but how, what are the chances that that's just a coincidence? A yellow and shirt? If Who has yellow shirts? <laughs> I do. Yeah. And there's so many, yeah, there's so, <laughs> not, not that that's like your go-to grat level, gotta wear, this is, I've been meaning to wear this yellow shirt. Um, but like, but seriously, and I think that social media is, was her only escape, is her only escape to try it, even the littlest bit. Like I can just picture her posting these things and like, going, crossing her fingers, hoping that someone picks up on it. And that's what these, these ladies did. Um, that's what happened. In starting yeah. this podcast. Oh, so cool. Like that made me so happy. I literally was like, it, 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 that happens towards the end of the documentary. So I was like, yeah, my blood was boiling. I was all like, F you JT. I don't know why I just said F instead of fuck, but <laughs> this, pod, <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> listen, insert Mickey Mouse Club AMQ version here. Like, oh, <laughs> no, it's a rated R. Rated R, restricted. We already got the but, E for explicit. <laughs> yeah, we already got it. Oh, yeah, it's not rated R. We're not a movie. <laughs> e for explicit. <laughs> we're rated R. We're rated E for explicit. For, if we were a CD, we'd have that parental advisory notice on our, on um, our album cover. But when they when the podcast girls came on, I was like, oh, I feel so bad that I'm calling them the podcast girls. Like, come on, what are their names? We'll, we'll totally put it in the notes. So sorry. Yes, um, we will. I'm sorry. I, I like it's the reason that happened is because I would have written their names down, but I literally the, the excitement that went through my veins. Like I didn't even hit pause on it. I was just like, oh, I'm so excited about this. It started the movement. Yeah. But that said, remember at some point this week when you were like, have you seen all the apologies that have gone out that just that Justin Timberlake has done and all that stuff, everything surrounding that? And I hadn't seen it. And then so yesterday I pulled up his quote. Okay, wait, before you do JT, Britney's Graham is hosted by Tess Barker and Barbara Gray. Right. Those are the two women. They're yes. so Tess cool. Tess and Barbara. They're like, they're like, honestly, you know when you have, they, I don't know how to explain it. They have such a good vibe. You know what? I hope that this is how you guys feel about us when you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. But, but when they showed up on the screen and they were like bickering back and forth, I was like, oh, I'm just like drinking a beer at a bar with you. I loved their vibe. Like they, and you could tell that they just really 
genuinely wanted to create mm-hmm. points for Britney. It was just felt really nice. It felt really nice. And there's so much, they were so genuine in their uh, approach to things. And of course they didn't think, they didn't think that them doing this would create a movement. They just wanted to, right. they just wanted to give her a platform. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But JT back to him being a total douche canoe. <laughs> what a douche Lord. What a douche canoe. God. Canoe. Cause I'm Canadian. Cause <laughs> so I, is a canoe Canadian. I don't know. Is it? I feel like only Canadians canoe, but there's that. There's no way that that's true. No, I feel like I would. I would get a canoe. Cool. I would get in a canoe to canoe in the Jersey Shore. <laughs> I would canoe the shit out of the Jersey Shore right now. Okay, moving on. Sorry, off topic. <laughs> so JT, obviously, I can't even imagine what life has been like for him since this was released because JT like. What's he even doing nowadays? You know what I mean? Also, side note, I would just like to just, I have to put this in. I like Justin Timberlake. I didn't like NSYNC. But when Justin Timberlake defected. I know. I became a JT fan. Okay? I'm just going to put that out there because I feel like it's very important. Like if it was Joey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Lance. If it was Joey or. or, (laughs) I do love Lance though. But yes, I get it. I, I don't it love was because it was, it was I just JT. love JT. Yeah, exactly. But then I felt for, I actually did feel for him when you texted me and you're like, oh, look, he's like, you know, he's getting kind of attacked. So his statement was, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am, I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak mm. up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others, and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. And he said Ugh. racism because he's also been under attack because of the fiasco, the wardrobe malfunction that all of us know about with Janet Jackson, because Janet Jackson somehow got the brunt of this, and JT was later invited to perform at a halftime show again at the Super Bowl years later. And where have we seen Janet Jackson since that yeah. situation? Hardly ever, you know? And I, I you got to have respect for that because it's not mm-hmm. easy looking back on your younger self. Look, we look back on our younger selves all the time, right? And we're like, damn, that's embarrassing. Like you said, circling back. Imagine if everything you ever did, every word you spoke was recorded and documented. Like he was just being a... Oh, I think we should mention this. What we're talking about and why we're saying he was such a jackass. And you know what? This is totally a spoiler alert for those of you who didn't watch. This entire episode is a spoiler alert. So Yeah, we should we should have for sure done us we could but we'd make that part of the <laughs> Yeah, it's a spoiler episode. alert. So if you're if you're this deep into this episode and you haven't watched it, sorry not sorry. Like you should have, you should have paused and gone to watch it. But if you're balls deep into this episode, you should have pressed play. Yeah. <laughs> or pause, pause, pause. pause. But he basically what ended up happening was they asked him, oh, remember I, I didn't take a picture or make a note of the front cover of that one tabloid, but they they asked JT after they had asked Brittany, hey, are you still a virgin? And she was like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, all oh. uncomfortable with the question. He said during a radio interview, uh, 
they were like, yeah, so like, did you get in her pants? Like, rah, rah, rah. and he was like, yeah, <laughs> like just so. Of course I did. Yeah, of course I yeah, did. But like just by being such a turd nugget. Like who does that? Like just knowing. Well, you know what though? I really, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt leading up to that because I was like, okay, industry speaking, maybe he didn't have a voice. Maybe he didn't yeah, have no. a voice with all of that going on. But until it was his words sitting in front of the microphone and his demeanor, like, oh, I got, I'm walking around like I got big dick energy because I got in Britney's pants and now I'm blasting it. Um, if you had any ounce of respect for her as a woman at that point or at all, you would have, you know, kept that between the respect of the relationship too. And it was just disgusting and so yeah. disappointing. So I'm glad that he apologized. I think that owning it now when it's been brought to light is, is, was necessary. And I think he worded it beautifully. Um, again, and I, and I hope though, that that's why, right? Yep. Because again, that shit wouldn't yep. happen. That shit would not. Okay. You know what? Look, maybe I'm being an idealist here, but I do not see that happening in 2021. I do not see a radio commentator doing that, and I don't. Oh, see it. what? If it did happen. I for sure see that. Do you? I for well, sure. I, yes. One okay. Well, I don't see it happening, and them not getting a repercussion. All I'm saying is, I just feel like yeah, all okay, this shit yeah, happened, and it was so normal, right? Like, there's just so much sense of normalcy yep. around it. Do you think that radio host was like? Do you think anyone like attacked him? No. You want to know why? Because social media didn't fucking exist, and. That mm -hmm. is a good and a bad thing, right? These assholes just got off like being misogynistic and nobody really said anything because you surround yourself with other misogynistic assholes. So you just don't know any different. And when poor And Justin no one no one had the platform or the space on the internet to speak up on it because it was like it was like you said, it was new. There was nothing for people yeah. to knock him down about. So And I also think that Justin Ugh. like was that was he was set up for that question too, right? You got to remember he was young. He was also super young, and he was a, he's a dude. He was like, who knows how old he would have probably like in his early twenties. And he wanted to fit in with the cool guys. He, he wanted, wanted to fit in. in with the cool guys. Yeah, gross, sick, so sick, gross. so big dick energy. I <laughs> what a statement. Yeah, he walks around like he's got a huge dick swinging in between his legs, sitting down with like these guys at the and they they want to talk about it. So he wants to say, I don't even know, if, like, who knows if at that point it was even true. I know. Because he just wanted to get street cred with the with the guys he was sitting with. Well, the tabloid literally said at least, at least he, something, 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 blah, blah, blah. But at least he got in her pants. I was like, like that's the goal. Oh, gosh. Um, something else that her brother said while we're sp speaking about men being douche lords. Mm. Um, her brother was interviewed. And if I could just, like smack him in the face with his own cock, I would. Because he's disgusting. Like, that's, I just want to, I've never wanted to kick somebody in the balls so much in my life. When he says, as one of the only two men in the family, it kind of sucks. In response to Britney being strong-minded and wanting to do what she wants, aka living her life. And the interviewer was like, well, that's kind of just constitutional. I forget who the interviewer was. Yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah, that's kind of just like, she just wants to live. Yeah. Like, she just wants to live her life. That's annoying for you? That's That bothers you? And he was like, well, yeah. Again, she's paying. She refuses to work until her father is no longer in charge of her finances. She can't even, like, go to an ATM. And, um, uh, like, until that happens, which, yes, girl. Yes. Do that. Yeah. No more residency in Vegas. No. Bye. 
And no wonder she's been staying in the confines of her home because of that. She's paying for lawyers. She's paying for her conservatorship that she doesn't want and doesn't need. She's paying for the lawyers for her father. So do they really have her best interest at heart? Like, they don't. Because they're making money off of her. They're, They're still making money off of the situation because she's paying for all sides of the coin here. Um, and she's, she's considered a high functioning conservatee. So if she's high functioning enough to understand that, then does she really need it? No. Like we don't, we obviously don't know all the information. I'm sure there's things that she definitely does need help with. Like who, but who doesn't? (laughs) I think the world would be a better place if everybody got help, um, with their mental health. The, the term high functioning conservatee, if you're high functioning, then doesn't, isn't that kind of like a complete, like that's hypocritical. To the point you're a high functioning human being. You're you have right. sound mind. You have enough sound mind to decide. You know what? Look, she has enough sound mind to decide that she doesn't want to work until she's actually the recipient of the money she's working for. I think that's a pretty uh yeah. solid decision making technique, <laughs> you know? Yeah. She's got her finger on the pulse on that one. It's just all so it was it was heartbreaking. It was very sad to see. It definitely opened my eyes and made me kind of check myself the next time I see one of those funny memes about a celebrity or oh. um you know even just making the joke yourself. Like I've shared it in regard to teaching. Like this is where I'm at. This I'm at the point of school year. I'm 2007 Britney. Like I've shared that before and I just felt like guilty for that because someone's mental health and, and an obvious, you know, need for like someone else's lowest point should never be made into a joke. And they even had like the um uh family feud had a <gasps> the family category feud scene. Oh. The category of things Britney has that lost. She lost. And they laughed so hard at like her mind, her her whatever not, like her hair. And it's just like you that's disgusting to watch back. Her sanity, and they made money off, again, making money off of somebody else's downfall or somebody else's need for help is just so gross. And I'm I'm glad that we are in a time where it should be, it's not stigmatized and people talk about it. And hopefully this will lead to her finding her voice and giving herself, a, or getting her voice for once, like just for once. Yeah. It made me so sad for her. Like, she doesn't have the freedom to just get on here and speak like we do or get on her social media and speak the way she wants to. So, of course, she's, you know, it looks like it looks like she needs help. But who wouldn't if you've been completely oh stripped of your identity of, as a human being? Like, of, of course. <sighs> I, I, there's so many. There's just so much to. We could talk forever. It was heartbreaking, truly. It was like, but the the coolest part about all of it is that You don't always have to look at these types of things and watch these documentaries and look at them for its surface level. And you can, you can, but I didn't go into it looking at it as surface level. I was, I was just, the journalist in me was like asking a million questions in my brain. Like as I was watching things, you know, like how would this be different if, what if this happened? I, but it, but it helped my experience watching it. I was just so invested Mm -hmm. and we do really need to recognize, like, this is one story. This is one story yep. of one celebrity that so many of us uh, idolized and thought, like Becca said, like, so we, I looked at Britney as powerful. Like, that, mm-hmm. her music videos were powerful. Like, 
you know, toxic. What a powerful music video. Like there's just so many that you think about and you're like, wow. Or how she was just the way that she was always dressed. And maybe that was her and maybe that, that, that was, you know, who dressed her up that way, but it was colorful and made a statement. And it almost made me feel maybe it's because I was dancing during that generation too. And her music was really popular, but it allowed me to be okay with, I'm currently wearing a, I might say a fuchsia sweater, like neon highlighter pink sweater with (laughs) highlighter pink lipstick. So my point is that it allowed me, it's made me see that I could be bright and bold. And that's something I hadn't seen before growing up because I did grow up in the generation of like new kids on the block and, you know, Hanson and Backstreet Boys and the boy band. So then Brainy showed up and I was like, oh, cool. Like she's bubbly and fun and high energy. Yeah. And well, on stage, she was a completely different person because she could be. You know, she was, she wanted, she, people idolized her to be that escape for those exact reasons, to be who you want to be and, you know, and you deserve happiness and all that. And meanwhile, off stage, she had quite literally the complete opposite life. So when you How see, ironic. You never know what people are going through. Yep. How ironic just never that know. she was too much. Like they loved her being too much on stage, right? Too much was good. Yeah. But for her career, but then too much wasn't good when it was her saying something about her life. life. Like, how crazy. Right. Crazy. Oh, it's important to speak up and share your story and share your truth. And you have, especially seeing something like this, it made me even more grateful to, yeah. you know, the power that is standing firm in your belief of who you are. And if you don't know, being able to have the resources to create that, because some of the most powerful people in the world have been stripped of that. So... It's just nuts. And hopefully we'll be able to hear her. I want to hear her. Yeah. I hope so, too. I feel like, I mean, we don't know. We don't know how this whole conservatorship is going to go and what that even looks like. And But it would be really nice. Have no lawyer. I just watch him on TV. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I literally know that after watching this, though, I did feel very grateful that we have what we call so, what we so freely call freedom of speech, what we so freely allow... It literally just cut, right, rolls right off the tongue. We're like, oh, we have freedom of speech, hair twirl. That is a big deal. Freedom of speech means that we can show up on our social media platforms as ourselves because they are our platforms and nobody's telling us what we can do or say. Mm-hmm. That That's freedom of speech. This podcast is freedom of speech. So when you're listening to this, think about how lucky you are that if you so choose, you can choose to share your story and stand in your truth. And maybe you're not the type of person to do that. And that's fine. Whatever that looks like for you. I'm not saying just using social media. I'm simply saying you have the large majority. I'm not saying that large majority, that's completely redundant, but I'm not saying that everybody is in that circumstance because we don't know everyone's story that's listening to this, but most of us have the ability to say what we feel and feel our feels out loud. And that's and is also very, why very we want to have this podcast <laughs> yeah. to raise those voices of the people who have felt like they haven't been able to speak their truth and haven't been able to have that freedom for so long. And we look forward to those episodes for guests to come on and give a chance to raise their voices. I know that it's just going to be beautiful because, again, just got to go for it. And mm-hmm. I look forward to those conversations because I know that they're going to be the hard ones to have, but they're the necessary ones and they're ones that the world 
especially the people giving them deserve to hear. So, whoa, heavy, yeah, we're heavy like documentary. Pit stain passionate over here. <laughs> we could have gone down so many different avenues regarding <sighs> the industry and society and, you know, discriminate or, um, well, what's the word? Misogyny. <laughs> yes, yes. And tearing down women and, like, silencing women and uplifting men and how that's just been the life we've grown up in and it's been so normalized. Not anymore. Who run the world? Girls. Girls. Cue the music. I, but, yeah. We're going to have a really hard time yep. naming this uh, episode. Just, just saying. <laughs> I've, I have a few ideas. Don't worry. But some of them are, like... You can't really. I also, wait, hold on, side note. I hope that the day Britney can speak her <gasps> truth and, like, she sits down and just goes for it, if that documentary is not called It's Britney, Bitch, I'm going to be upset. Oh, right? It has to be, right? It, it has, has to be. be. No, it ha- no, that's not even a question. Which also might also, have to be the name of, it has to be the name of this episode, I guess. <laughs> also, we will be sending this podcast to Britney's gram. Just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Girls, now the Tess, Barb. Girls, Tess, I, Barb. Mind if I call you Barb? Let's chat, shall we? Babs. <laughs> I actually would love that nickname. If I, my name Me is too. Barb. Me too. I would totally be down to be named Babs. Yeah. That's totally a thing. Maybe not named Babs out the womb. That's kind of weird. <laughs> hey, live your life. Babs, if your name's Babs out there, go for it, girl. All right, well, I guess there's only one thing left to do. What an appropriate uh, wind down for this episode, hey? So. Yeah. Life is tough. So is Brittany. And so are you. And as always, if you need help navigating it, I got you, boo. Okay, thanks, love you, bye. bye.